Hype Network presents the frightening, alarming, real-life tales show. This show brings you stories of the supernatural and the supernormal and may cover topics that may disturb you. We tell you this frankly, so if you wish to avoid the excitement and tension of these tales, we urge you calmly, but sincerely, to turn off your podcast now. The frightening, alarming, real-life tales show firmly sides in evidence-based information, self-fact-checking, and credible news sources. Be vigilant for fake news and disinformation, and always question sources. We want to emphasize learning about the horrors of the past so that we are not doomed to repeat it in the future. We encourage you to exercise your right as a citizen of your country, hold your leaders accountable for injustices that your society faces, and vote for leaders that have a good track record, experience, and advocacies that you believe in. You are never too young to participate in national discourse, educate yourself on the issues of your country, and become a voice in your social circles, art, and activities. Your voice matters because when one person stands, you inspire others to stand up as well. Okay. Hi, everybody. Hi. Welcome to the pre-show show of the show. Um, Ninya, yes. I might not be so sure about this topic. I had such a hard time finding <laughs> like oh my god like bro uh same <laughs> i just want to tell everyone that like when andrew gave me like the list of like okay this is the the whole topic for like the season da, 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 i was like okay so let me go um crush out some of the topics i want to talk about like which which stories do i know that i don't need to like do a full-on search on when i look at this topic i'm like the fuck? <laughs> what do we talk about here? I will explain all after the start of the show. This is the Frightening, Alarming, Real Life Tales show. The show where we talk about real life scariest stories. I'm Andrew. And I'm Ninja. Tell me, why do you seem so scared? 909 lying down dead. One third of them were children. She would swoop down and drain the blood of the infant. Everyone in London knows that this place is one of the most haunted places. It's haunted as fuck. This place is haunted as fuck. God. So sit back, relax, and try to get crazy with fright. Welcome, one and all, to the frightening, alarming, real-life tales show. The show where we talk about real-life scariest stories. Hello, I am Andrew, and I am here with my best friend and co-host, Ninya. Hi! Right, so Nins, for those of you who don't know, the topic for today is War of the Worlds. And um, it's supposed to be based off of, like, you know, season two, right? Everything that happened in season two. Mm-hmm. With the aliens coming down to wreak havoc in in human society. War between worlds. There you go. War, war between worlds. So I got this idea from actually after we did we did the recording for 480 pod, 480 TV mm. pod, mm. Trese. Yeah. Because you know how, um, yeah, Alex Trese, how she always has to deal with the the war between the different, you know, the different different monsters, mm-hmm. the different, you know, tribes yeah. and all that. So I was uh, I was like, okay, there has to be some kind of real life thing that would relate to this theme, right? Yeah. And it turns out there isn't. <laughs> it's so hard to find one. It's so difficult. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure 
I'm sure there, there is one. I'm sure there is yeah. one, but we're just not that smart. <laughs> at least for me, in my research, I haven't found one. Because when you, when you say worlds, there's so many things that like you can dissect worlds as, not just like planet Earth and whatever. Like there's always like factions that like people oppose to. So like there's so much stuff at the same time. Like which specifically, which is very hard. Yeah, uh, and I think that's also the beauty of it because you can also like do different interpretations mm-hmm. of like the same story. So yeah. you know, uh, we definitely have a bunch of stories for you today, though. Um, though it may be hard, we figured it out. Yes. So, Nins, have you ever had a fight with somebody before? Yeah, we fought once. Do you not remember that one time? Do you even consider that a fight? I mean, you didn't even put up a fight. I never put up a fight. I surrender immediately. <laughs> White flag. Immediate raise. Uh, so if if it's a fight or flight response, yours is you sit down, you plonk and surrender. Yes, of course. <laughs> Either that or like I will try to to run. But like 90% of the time, I'm sure I cannot outrun what it is. So I just accept that I will die Well, you right definitely here. can't outrun me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine you you're like running and then and then I'm like you know I'm just walking hello Beb you're <laughs> run you're not even running uh, can you run faster this is me running <laughs> so anyway today's topics is war between worlds and my story is something super super awesome Right, and I can't wait for you to hear it. But we're gonna cut to break, uh, because we have a few messages from some very lovely people. So we will be right back. Who does not love to shop? Me, you, your mom, your dad. Everyone. And that's why I recently made the switch to Shopee. Shopee is so easy to use. Even my grandma knows how to buy her dentures. Whenever I buy something off of Shopee, I always use S-Pay later and that lets me slowly pay for my product over the course of six months, which is a lifesaver when you're on a tight budget like me. It's not just for buyers, but it's also for sellers. Did you know that the official Farts merch store is there as well? I mean, we're still in the process of getting more merch for everybody, so keep an eye out for that, but it just goes to show that Nins and I trust Shopee. So if you would like to support the show while shopping for your favorite items, we've got an affiliate link in the show notes. A portion of what you spend on goes towards us for no extra cost. Start your Shopee journey today. Before we get back to the episode, you should check out this Pipe Network show. Mainit na diskusyonan. Masarap na kwentuhan. Malinamnam na usapan. At nakakagising na balitaktakan. Parang kapilang. My name is Jeff. And I'm Waya Angeline. Join us in our conversations at Coffee Na Lang Dear Podcast. Welcome back! Welcome back, y'all! And it's nice. I start my story today. So, Nins, do you know about the Great Emu War? Have you heard of it? Birds. 
I've heard of the emu birds. It, it's emu, and not emu. So an emu bird is like sort of like an ostrich, you know. I'm thinking it's what's the um dodo bird? Yeah, it's a dodo bird. So after World War One, uh, soldiers were coming back from the war in Australia. Like they were coming back to Australia, and there would be. And the government foresaw this. They were like, okay, there's going to be a ton of people coming back into society and we need to we need to give them jobs. It's either that or we need to give them pension for their time in the army. Because of course, like they did a bunch of like great work. But during this time, Australia was still in the middle of the Great Depression. They didn't have money at all. So the Australian government had this awesome idea to put them in an empty land to farm. You know how Australia is very big? Well, Australia is big. Yeah. The Australian government decided to put them in one of the most inhospitable and most barren places in the country, also known as the Emu Country. It's a place that it's very hard to go grow crops but at the same time, a bunch of emus, like hordes and hordes of emus, live there. But it's empty land. So, you know, uh, maybe oh, we've got this empty land over here. And maybe they can farm, you know. Uh, let's put them there. So the soldiers were more than happy to get it. So they went there and they're like, okay, we're going to start our new life here in the great big outdoors. And we are going to farm. And so they did. They grew crops there. But soon after, emus, hordes of emus, would start stomping on the land. Essentially breaking breaking the land. All the hard work that they put on the land. Because you have to like break the land first before you plant in it, right? So yeah. they're also re-breaking it again with their stomping. And then they break fences so literally, you can't keep them out. Mm. Most importantly, they eat the crops. Just what a, like a gigantic figure in the middle of the field. A gigantic s- scarecrow. Mm-hmm. It, it would be called the scare emu. There you go. <laughs> so the soldiers turned farmers could not kill the emus because... Illegal? What's up? Yeah, exactly. Those birds were classified as protected species by the government so literally like is the government for us or are they against us like come on work with me australian government like come on like, <laughs> i like the picture that um if and the the reason why they're not allowed to like shoot the birds or whatever is because like the birds will shoot back you're you're thinking way too ahead of the story nins oh oh so um, they begged the government to let them kill them, right? And after so much pressure, actually seven years of pressure, they finally decided to change it from protected species to vermin. And this gave the farmers the leeway to kill those birds, those menacing birds that are destroying all our crops and stuff like that. So they tried to. And it still didn't work. <laughs> so <laughs> they still can't kill the emus. They're still rampant in the lands. So they 
kept on begging the Australian government to step in. Otherwise, they would have to relocate them. And the Australian government did not want to relocate these farmers because A, there isn't probably enough space, and B, they don't have the money to relocate these soldiers. So what the Australian government did was they sent soldiers armed with 10,000 ammunition. And those soldiers burned through the 10,000 ammunition, but they failed the attack. Did they at least get a few? They failed the assault on the birds. According to one of the soldiers, he said that the birds were too quick and too tough to kill. Because you know how, like, flightless birds, you know how they dash. So they would run from one side and then they would shoot thinking that they would they would go here and then like and then the emu's like uh nope we're going this way so like they miss it do you know what the, i i pictured <laughs> can't touch this yeah exactly so stupid so the media the australian media was was having a field day at this they were they were like oh my god this is this is too juicy even our troops can't kill simple flightless birds so the australian military is now probably offended right yeah like they're probably their 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 egos are probably hurt so they're like okay now we got to step up we're we're going to prepare a full-blown attack they 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 did different strategies they First, they all surrounded hordes of emus, and then they would all shoot them like while going closer and closer to them. Another tactic was uh, the term is ger- guerrilla. Guerilla. Yeah, guerrilla warfare. So they would ambush emus. They would hit and run e- emus. They would do these things, but somehow, according to the soldiers. The birds seem to have developed a strategy that would allow them to adapt to whatever attack they would put on. They're hella smart, in short. The, the, yeah, in, in short, these birds are fucking smart. I can't imagine the, the birds being like, Bitch, you thought? No! <laughs> so after 38 days of battle, with lots of vehicles breaking down... The army was asked to back down. I think that the government was like, okay, this is enough money we're wasting on this. This is just, there's so much money wasted. <laughs> so, as a compromise, the Australian government promised these farmers free ammunition, 200 kilometer emu wall that apparently never happened. And uh, they also incentivized like the killing of emus. So if they ever killed an emu and then and then they showed it to the government, they would be like, "Okay, yeah, here have money. There's a bounty on this emu." So this is essentially the story of how the country of Australia, the military of Australia, lost to a bunch of emus. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. But could you, like, imagine? Like, you know what I'm picturing? Like, the horror, the looks of on people's faces. The soldiers' faces. They're like, they're like, like, come on! Come on, we got this! We got this! And then, like, the emu's like, (laughs) They try 
trying to shoot it. It's like Wiley e. Coyote yeah. and also um, Roadrunner. Roadrunner. That's how I picture it. Oh my god, it's so stupid. I feel bad for the commander though, because like he has to like make sure like you know the moral of like his troops is high and then like everything is going as well as he can. And then like he, I'm pretty sure like the commander knows that like this is just absolute. This is pointless. This is what is what are we doing with our lives? We were supposed to join the Australian military to to fighting birds to be heroes, but instead we're fighting birds. 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 So yeah, that's my story. Thank you for your story. So Nins, what is your story? So my story is about books. Um, there was news about a certain book recently that was banned for some reason because it was controversial. What do you mean for some reason? Is this Harry Potter? No. Oh no, the the author is controversial, <laughs> not the book. Okay. Actually, side note, Harry eh. Potter was banned for like a few places here and there. But aside from that, there are like there have been um, other books that have been banned for like other controversial stuff. One of the books that I was mentioning that happened like I think sometime around late last year was because of the fact that I think it was a children's book and then like it had pictures of um, mice in it and then um, instead of humans they portrayed the characters as mice and then they had this whole life and stuff and then for some reason it was controversial. I'll put a link once I find it because I lost it. It's, it's been so long. Anyway, books. So books are great. Books are fun. You learn a lot of them and then it's so tiring to read sometimes. But controversial books, I was able to find a bunch of them. So I'm not going to like discuss all of them. I'll, I will like give like a general idea of some of these books title, author, and then the general idea. And I'll focus on one of the books. So one of the books that I want to like mention here was a book called um, Ulysses by James Joyce. Apparently, this is a, quote, most highbrow book around. What do you mean highbrow? Like, like fancy? Ganon? Yeah, I believe fancy. Uh, according to this article that I'm reading, uh, I quote, many completely miss the masturbation references. So co- it's controversial in, in, in a sexual sense, I believe. Because like, I, back in the day, like, these are like obscene, like, statements or like, um, words that like, people should not be talking about. Like, big no-no. So, especially like back in 1930s. The U.S. actually, um, United, uh, United States Postal Services bur- burned, um, copies of the, this book in 1930s and that was sent in the mail. So if you're if you were like sending it to like a friend or whatever back in the day, like postal service just burned it. So it's one of those books that um people burned back in the day. So other books is American Psycho by Brett Easton Ellis. Ooh, the movie. Um this is uh the book. Yeah, but like didn't they make a movie yeah, out of that? I believe they made a movie out of it. So um it was of course um banned for like you know the whole uh the reader has to read through 100 pages of 
eye gouging, breast slicing, nail gunning. Breast slicing? This, this yeah, I'm reading this from the article. Sign me up. It, I'm curious about like the, how how descriptive the book is. Honestly, it's interesting in the sense that like how descriptive did they get? Yet at the same time, it's like, oh my god, it's so descriptive. I believe it's one of those books. So, um, this has been widely banned in like a ton of countries. In this article that I'm reading, there's like 12 books. But I'm not gonna read all 12. I will focus, however, on this book called, um, Lady, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing words, Lady Charlaise, uh, Lover, D.H. Uh, Lawrence. That's the author. Lady Chatterley's, Chatterley's Lover, D.H. So, Lady Ch- Chatterley. So, um, this was first published privately in Italy in 1928. Uh, the publisher was Penguins. So, uh-uh. the reason why this book is like extremely controversial, to a point that um, it was, I believe, um, Britain or uh, the UK had a whole trial with the book. Like about the the whole thing of the book. So this book is about a married woman, uh, Lady Chatterley, Chatterley, uh, and her quote, uh, her handsome, well built man, who was um in the book, uh, the husband was um paralyzed from the waist down due to um the war that was um happening in the book. The husband was actually aside from like uh very the husband was like very emotionally distant towards her he emotionally neglected the lady like the distance between them grew further to a point that like the lady had an affair so um the book was about the lady had an affair with this other man who was like in a different social status it's Mm -hmm. interesting in a general sense right but like aside from like oh like a forbidden la da da it's 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 honestly not worth or worth much to warrant a ban right so why why was it banned so why was it's because of how steamy the book was <gasps> it's oh. extremely steamy to a point that so it's like bridgerton i have not watched it yet. Uh, you, you should watch bridgerton season two it's out right now i'm just saying it's out right now it's good everyone knows in this podcast i cannot pronounce the name of that show so <laughs> i'm kidding anyways so one of the 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 mentions in the book was the word the frequent use of the word fuck and the words um cunt this is like just just to name a few like there was a quote from um uh I, the chief prosecutor on the the trials where he was like you would wish your wife or servants to read this? Basically, like, questioning, like, do you want people to read this? This is, like, obscene. And I think it was very descriptive on um, the sexual intercourse. Uh, this is what I believe, because, again, I've never read this book. But this is, I mm. think that's that's why this was heavily persecuted back in the day. They had to revise the book three times. Because, like, people were, like, take it down and so on. And then, like, they had this whole trial, right? The second time that uh, this was on, like, trial, they pleaded not guilty. And then um, the court was like, okay, fine. Uh, this resulted basically into a greater deal of freedom for publishing the, the book. So, like, they fixed some stuff that they didn't like. And then, all right, it's good to go. The third revision was on 1961, 
where basically um the publisher added a dedication. Interestingly enough, the trials was um dramatized by BBC Wales called um the Chatterley Affair. So there's a um televisionized um drama mm-hmm. produced by BBC. This was um broadcasted back in um March twenty uh two thousand six. So it it was like talking about the whole trials, the summoning of um the author about the book and it was it's very interesting. Not a lot of books can say that like oh our, my book went to trial. <laughs> <laughs> oh New York's best bestseller well mine went to trial <laughs> well it's again it's it's very interesting because it's not just banned in um, uh, the uk it was also banned in australia canada um us uh-huh. and japan and india so there's like so many like different countries that banned this book mainly for the again the obscenity of it japan actually also held a trial of the book uh, that extended from the 8th of May 1951 to January 1952. I kind of want to read this book now. It's so interesting. It's like, why is it like everyone was like, oh my god, it's so Like, obscene. we've literally seen Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, we've seen it made <laughs> into a film. How obscene but can like, this yeah, book be? Like, yeah, it's it's so... Because like, I think the one reason, the main reason why it was like, it was like this hyper-controversial is because Back in the day, like, you know how women are supposed to be in the kitchen and, like, you shouldn't be wearing that short of a, a skirt. How dare you blah, blah, so show too much skin. It's unladylike. I think it's one of those days. The, like, a lot of people, like, mentioning um, some articles, uh, like, about, like, the sexual intercourse now. So I think it's, like, extremely, uh, no, descriptive ang um, intercourse nila. So, it's it's an interesting war between, like, the book and a bunch of different countries. Not just the one country, a bunch of different countries. That, like, they had to ban it. It was, the bans were lifted here and there. But, like, not until, like, Australia, for example, which I believe they lifted it um in 1965. So, took a while. So, yeah, that's that's my story of banned books. And there's like a lot of banned books more. If you wanna, if you want me to like look up more banned books, we can maybe do this again. The war on banned books, I swear. Super mm-hmm. scary. Ooh, the war on emus. Ooh, super scary. I guess today's episode isn't really as scary. I guess uh, should we remove no. the disclaimer today? We're we're a lot of. Sh- should we remove the disclaimer ones. today? <laughs> I think we still should keep it. Uh, fine. Like, oh my god, the obscenities. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh. So, Nins, it is our favorite part of the show. It is the brain fart. What have we learned in today's episode? Well, birds are extra smart and they're great birds. <laughs> great birds, Imung Mama. <laughs> what about you? What did you learn? Thank you for asking. Me, I learned that I want to read more. I want to read banned books. I, I want to read banned books. Let's read banned books. Yeah, we should. Ooh, should we start another podcast and call it and call it the banned list? I don't know, like something like that. The banned books list. That's we just read books that are banned Probably. and then we tell people all about it. Ooh. Yeah, we can do that. Oh, I see some people. I see some people already starting their podcasts. No, 
That is our idea. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Frightening, Alarming, Real Life Tales show. You can follow Ninya on all her socials at Nancy Fernandez. That's N-I-N-C-F-E-R-N-A-N-D-E-Z. I'm at The Andrew Tops on everything. And the show's Facebook and Twitter is at FartsPod. We've got a group on Facebook that you can join. We post everything we talk about on the show there and any scary stuff that we may come across. And if you've got a scary story that you would like to share with us, then you can email fartspod at gmail.com or message us on our socials. Once again, thank you so much for being here. We will see you all next week for our next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. The Frightening Alarming Real Life Tales Show comes out with new episodes every Friday at 3am. It is hosted by me, Andrew Tapino, and Nina Flor Fernandez. Our intro song is an original by Key Studios and edited by Wesley of Review. Cover art and logo by Tirso Tan Jr. I'm the executive producer. This show is produced by SB3 Studios and is a proud member of Filipinas Indie Podcast Entertainment Network. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you on the next one.